Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining us. This is IED Sports. I'm Bob, and we are back with the man, the myth, the legend. There he is, Sir Alex. How you doing, buddy? Bob, is it safe to come out? It's safe to come out. I mean, I, I do follow Twitter and the U.S. men's national team. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm afraid. I, I don't know. You We're sure? going to get into that in a minute. Let's roll the credits. You, I, 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 I can... think that what sir alex is referring to is some trouble i got into uh myself on twitter last night um our last episode all about major league soccer we broke down the united states Men's national team and talked about greg berhalter for about 25 minutes and i said finally we don't have to talk about greg, greg berhalter anymore alex <laughs> then yesterday hey. it comes by the out, way bob it's great to be back i mean what a day to come back just follow <laughs> What's going on on Twitter? I I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to let you keep talking. I got to get my thoughts together before I get this out right. But you keep going. What a day it's been. Let's just say that. What a day it's been. Now, yesterday, story came out um, alleging that um, Greg Burhalter is, is guilty of domestic violence 30 years ago. When 31 years ago. Let's, let's get the correct 31 years facts. ago <laughs> when he was dating his uh, current wife and father, uh, mother of his four, four kids, something like that. Four kids. Four um, kids. And um, alleging that in college there was a domestic violence incident, um, he admitted that there was a domestic violence incident. Said that he had received help. Um, him, his family, freshman and her year family. In college? Did I read that correctly? Freshman year in college, this occurred. I, I don't know. He was he was seventeen or eighteen or nineteen, something like that. That's about um, freshman year in college. Okay, I'm just saying. Twitter erupts, uh, calling for Burhalter to be fired. But the story came out that he was actually blackmailed with this information, saying, "We know this. We want something. We don't know what what if there were demands or what was going on." Um, calling for his job because they were going to release this information. He beat everyone to it. Released the information himself. Said, "Yes, I'm guilty of this. It happened 30 years ago." Um, and that started the day. Now, we take this stuff very seriously, regardless of the amount of time ago it was. Um, yeah. It's a very serious accusation, and we yes. need to treat it as such. In this case, 30 years ago, his then his now wife, um, and I believe they've been together for 27, 28 years, something like that. Um, I do not make judgment on that at all. It, quite honestly, I don't believe it's it's any of our business. Um, if this was a breaking news thing, then maybe uh, it should be something that we should be involved in. Um, otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he went the correct route, got help for his, you know, whether it was an anger issue or a physical issue, whatever. He um, said he got therapy and, yeah. you know, now U.S. Uh, soccer is announced an investigation, which now we all have a little something against U.S. Uh, soccer Federation, whether you're on the women's side or the men's side, yeah. the way the pyramid is broken down. Why would you investigate something that happened 31 years ago now? I'm sure you did a background check on Burhalter before you hired him, even though your brother, his brother-in-law, you know, the whole nepotism correct, correct. thing and the whole thing. is. I'm sure they did a background check before that. And there, so, nothing came up. There was never an arrest. Right. There was never so, an assault let, case. The police were, again, were never involved. It's a serious thing. It's, yes. Again, like you said, nothing to joke about 31 years ago. However, the way the story came out is from Gia Reyna and his G wife. Gia Reyna's uh, parents. Wife, 
Uh, Gio Reyna's parents, yes. Cloyo Reyna and I forget his wife's name off the top of my head. Remember, I got no notes here. I'm fly, flying free balling here. Yes. So okay. here's what I mentioned last night. Let, let, let's yes. take this, you know, before yes. you, you kind of already spoiled the, the whole story. But that's, that's, that's the, listen, everyone's going all different directions. The main idea of the story is yep. somebody leaks something out to hurt somebody else because they now, felt bad because their kid wasn't playing in the World Cup. That's what I connected this is really the dots about. early. I connected the dots early. That's what this um, is about. And yesterday I sent out a tweet uh, posting a Fox mm -hmm. News article as a source um, about the close relationships between the two families, how mm -hmm. um, Danielle and Rosalind, the two mothers involved, were college roommates at the yep. time. So so yes. obviously the Reyna family would know about this situation if they were as close as... Only the four people probably know are the only four. There you go. <laughs> Um, I connected those dots and found out that there were some changes in travel plans. Um, mm -hmm. Danielle and Rosalind were supposed to be traveling together at the World Cup. Mm -hmm. They broke that off um, with the Giovanni Reina mm -hmm. flare-up. He got benched. We talked about this on our last, last podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I got an angle on this the whole I story. I got called. 30 seconds. Yeah, I got 30-second angle on, on another layer on this that I heard Eric Ronaldo talk about in Sirius okay. XM. Well, we'll get uh, to that you, in a second because first yeah. I want to read some tweets. Yep. Um, <laughs> I hope you get sued for, for, for defamation. Love um, that was the first one. Um, when you say it's from a sports article, do you mean nothing based on your citing your sources? I'm guessing it's something you made up for a click. Now, um, I was uh, also I told these, you are a net negative for this sport. I was told I'm a net negative for this sport. Totally ridiculous of you to speculate this. An unnamed source speculates about travel plans and you turn it into alleging the Reynas are colluding against Burhalter TMZ level garbage. Turns out today I get to do a victory lap because at around noon, turns out my TMZ level garbage uh, sleuthing, connecting some dots here. Again, probably only four people outside the immediate families know about this situation, and they're all last named Reyna. Um, that's it. That's the story. Um, and okay. you, you want to add something before you sure. move on? Now, let's go to Columbus a few years ago. Burhalter's the coach. Josh Wolf is the assistant coach. Sebastian Burhalter is on Columbus, Correct. Playing not I guess that, that bad. Is correct, yes. Yes, he was playing. Wasn't that bad? I think he had a knee injury, something like that. Something happened. Uh, fast forward a year, Josh Wolf could take the Chicago Fire job, declines, decides to take Austin job. With that, Sebastian Burhalter arrives to Austin. Claudio Reyna is the technical director at Austin. Yes. Now yep. Burhalter, apparently Reyna and Burhalter are all tight here. I got this from Eric Ronaldo talked about this today. This, this is not my yep. detective no, no, speculation, this up. This, yeah. right? It's a, now, Sebastian Berhalter is in Austin for a couple years. Uh, I know he battled the injuries, but he didn't yeah. seem that bad at a one point when we played in Columbus. I know he looked, the kid looked pretty good. I remember we talked about yeah. him on our show like two years we ago. We did. Gets traded to Vancouver. Okay? Now Sebastian Berhalter is not in MLS. Now, do you think, is that a layer of the story that no one really wants to get into? Possibly Greg Berhalter punishing Gio Reyna if he's lack, you know, not hustling in practice. He already has got something, you know, all he needs is I, an see, excuse. See, it, it's funny because it could be stuff, that's, another layer that, that's another layer that no one's really talking about. That couldn't do, so the families really could. My point here is the families really, really could be feuding. And this now, this is so childish. That I think that that might be an, another yeah, layer. I'm not even yeah. willing to go there. I was willing to I, make the initial yeah. judgment, which apparently um, puts me on but TMZ level Sebastian garbage and getting, a fake. Yeah. Well, you, Bob, you know that's cr that's crazy what happened to you. But you were right on the story, and you nailed it. And a lot of us knew that exactly when that came out. 
it, it was it's blackmail basically. Basically, they're the Raiders are telling Burl there's something really bad 31 years ago because they didn't play his son in the World Cup. Do you think Joe Scally's parents are pissed off this kid didn't play in the World Cup? Sure they are. They but I'm sure be. they're not going to try to blackball or blackmail uh. Uh, Burhalter because of it because they I don't mean, have the coach, information, which listen, is the whole yeah, point. That, you you're the look. head coach. The head coach makes a decision. He lives and dies yes. by it. You live and die by the decision. You may not like it, but this is the way it goes. Look, we are not all like Burhalter, but he got us to World Cup. He got us in the groups. He got us out of the group stage. What do you want? I mean, all right. And now this comes out to me. I don't see how Burhalter looks better. To me, I think the Rams look better. It looks like sour grapes to me, and I would expect better from professionals. Again, again, U.S. soccer. This is a black stain that you really shouldn't talk about. We should be talking about how well we got into the second round. How can we advance when yeah. we host the World Cup exactly. four years ago? Look at our young Italian attacking guys. All we need is a number nine, and we could be really dangerous. Let's see how we can develop a number nine. Let's see how France did the last twenty years. How to develop the youth system? How they got the Mbappes? How France always like? Let's see. Yeah. We could copy something like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something happened 31 years ago between two families now that are feuding, and now it's got a black eye sport. Now, Burholder's contract expired 12 31 22. He's out of contract. Now he's not even a coach of the team. We have no coach. We have two exhibition games in a month. We just named an interim, an ex New Zealand guy, the guy who used to coach uh, Colorado Rapids. <laughs> Anthony the, Gordon, the, what's his name? What's uh, the, I don't Hudson? even know. Hudson. I called him Gordon. So I don't even he know what is, I'm talking uh, about. the least, he's the worst MLS coach in history. That's, That's what he's known he, for because he, 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 co he coached those terrible Rapids teams. Okay, um, enough of that. There we do need to move on now. There are separate issues. Um, we talked about Burhalter in excess last episode, um, and I think, Alex, you're in agreement with what me and um, Scott talked about, which is that um, he did what he was supposed to do. He did his job. He's a babysitter um, and a guy who's trying to bring in new talent. He's signed more players. You know, he's, he's cap-tied more players than anyone else yes. in that amount Russo. of time. And he's got, made, he, got, uh, he made guys that were, you know, we could we grab could be U.S. national. He got a Musa to come to us. That was a yeah. big move, man. That was big that move. was. He's a, that's our center. That's our center midfielder now for the next, you know, eight years. I mean, that could was a, that was a, yeah. Burhalter. Could be okay. Yeah. We do have to move on because this episode was supposed to be about Major League Soccer tonight. Yeah. I promise. Before, um, you know, I got you know the coals uh, raked through the coals on Twitter yesterday. But um, we do want to talk about some moves. We're going to make an, a separate episode later about uh, old faces in new places. A lot of players moving from teams inside Major League Soccer. Maybe even more than I've been used to in the past. But that's where we're going to start today because I think this is a huge move for the Revolution getting Latif Blessing from LAFC. Um, Revolution, I think they're much better than they were last year. They were middle of the table, and I think they really underachieved. So just net negative, I think next season they're going to start off better than they were. And now they add Latif Blessing, who's just a monster in midfield. He's a top-level distributor, top-level disruptor, um, a great dribbler of the ball. And now he joins Carl's Hill, Muriel, um, in what should be a really great New England midfield. He replaces Legette, and I think that that is a plus. I love Legette, but I think Blessing at this point in his career is a better player. And I just, uh, I think this is a, a team that, you know, a move that makes New England Revolution a playoff favorite. Listen, Bruce Arena, wherever he goes, he's going to bring veterans from either he's worked with before or in the league. He's not afraid. Look at look at last year. What do you? He went, I think that uh, what Oscar? Uh, what's his face in the back? He was like thirty six year old Gonzalez Dix. He was national guy. Josie yeah. Altador. I mean, he's not afraid to bring in uh, Legetti. Just brought in. He's not afraid to bring in veterans. Uh, so this is not surprising. Latif Plus, he got a lot left to take. The guy's a motor. We talked about him one of the fastest guys in the league a couple years ago. What's not to like about the move? I don't think it cost him that much. Uh, 
uh, Gab Tan, whatever you want to, Garber Bucks, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> allocation money. I think it was so, 375000 uh, or something right. like that. Okay, whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, That's nothing. It's, it's, it's funny money. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever that means, exactly. And so, you know, why not? Uh, it should be fun to see him on the turf in, uh, in New England running wild with uh, Bruce Arena. I, I like the move. I do really think it's a good move by them. And I think it's it's going to you know connect really well with Giacomo Veroni, who they signed for over three and a half million last season, who we get a full season of now. This LA this uh, Revolution team, I think they're going to really hit the ground running. And I I think that, like I said, and just, just not over. Yeah. If they replayed last season just exactly as is, I think this team nine times out of ten finishes top four in the East. Mm-hmm. They just had some tough matchups, a little bit of hangover. And Turner just couldn't get situation. it done. And Turner left, but they got that new young goalkeeper from Serbia. That's a, it was Georgievich. I forgot his name. Petrovic. Whatever he's, he was, he's really good. I was like, wow, like that was a great move. He made profit. He got a younger guy there. Yeah, I'm expecting that uh, Bruce Reed. Uh, you know, he's not getting younger. He's going to make one more run in an MLS Cup. But why not yeah. go with some oh, yeah. veterans? A little bit. They're not finished. This is off season, not by a long shot. Love it. Moving on, uh, the next one I, I kind of asterisk here, Charlotte FC. Got Ashley Westwood from Burnsley, 32-year-old defensive midfielder. Um, played his career with Aston Villa and Burnley. He is kind of a name guy. I mean, I recognized his name when, when he came up, and I think a lot of Major League Soccer fans will too. He's got depth and experience, but for me, for Charlotte FC, the way this team is playing, not a super Christian. exciting um, kind of a, a depth a locker room guy move for me. Yeah, I think Christian... Fuchs might be on the way out. This could be his replacement, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I don't you know. We have to talk to the Charlotte people. But, yeah, I recognize the name. But, you know, a Burling, any guy that's played either the championship or English Premier League with that many starts in his uh, – could play. He's a, obviously a physical player. Uh, yeah. Something that could bring Charlotte in the midfield. They won't get bossed around, especially with their home. They're really good at home. That's a good move by them. Um, he's, I'm sure he's going to love Charlotte and a wild uh, atmosphere to have down there. Absolutely. And, you know, he's going to be, you know, there with Brant Bronico and Ben Bender, all the guys that we loved to knock at the beginning of last season before Charlotte looked like a playoff contender for a couple of weeks last season. Now, we did talk Your about dog agrees. Leaving. Your dog agrees. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you guys could hear that. Or not. Um, now, when we move over to LAFC, we've talked about some departures, but I want to talk about some additions. They grabbed a guy. Um, I can't pronounce his name. I think it's Stipe Biuk from Croatia. 20-year-old, uh, five goals and 43 starts in the Croatian League. We don't know much about him except that he's a very highly touted uh, guy, and LAFC was very excited to add him to their already star-packed team. That says something to me. Yeah, he's a top 20 uh, UEFA under-20 player, so that means something. He's, I think he played for a Hajduk split, if I'm not mistaken, in Croatia. That is a tradition. Uh, between them and Dino Zagreb, the two powerhouses in Croatia, uh, what's not to like a young under twenty guy that a, a midfielder attacking type style player it reminds me of when Puig came to LA Galaxy last yeah. year and the spark he gave them. So maybe this guy could give those guys spark. Like LAFC really needs it again. How they're making these signings uh, with, with you know with Gareth Bale and uh, I, yeah, Chiellini, I don't know how to, Christian uh, how Tello, all these I, 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 Listen, man, and at Red Bulls, I'm I'm looking. <laughs> I hit refresh, look at the news. We're not even linked yeah. with anybody. These guys are signed like six guys a week, man. It's 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 wild. It's just wild. Now, Biuk joins Dennis Buwanga, who joined uh, LAFC at the end of last year. I think right. he played five or six games. Combined <laughs> looked, over $10 million right there. Buwanga's yeah. playing that left field position. Um, 61 goals. 
um, and 26 assists in his career. Um, again, I think he's going to settle in early this season. Um, he's a great dribbler, tackler, finisher. I'm going to expect big things from these two guys together. And if LAC is excited about someone, I'm going to be excited too because LAFC has written the book on, on putting a great team together. Um, you saw them in MLS Cup last year, and I think that a repeat is, is likely. I think it's likely. It's very difficult in MLS, but if anyone can do it, LAFC can do it. Moving over to Chicago Fire, a team that you don't normally think of of making positive news, but they do have an incoming player um, named Marin Hale Selassie. Um, I think that last name has to do with uh, the, the king of Ethiopia, the one where the, the Rasta religion is, is, is based around. Um, so I, I'm really interested to finding out a little more about him. Only about 24 career pro games, four goals, seven assists in that time. We don't know much except that he came from the Swiss Super League, the same team that John Espinoza went to from the Chicago Fire. So it seems like a little... Owner, I think the owner owns both teams. I think the owner's involved in ownership of both teams. So you're going to see a lot of partnership between the two. Uh, back and forth, which, well, Swiss League, not bad. Switzerland usually very good in World Cup, so that's a, that's a nice partnership. I'd like to see Chicago Fire use a little more. Uh, again, and then don't forget, they have uh, John Duran, the under, a Colombian under 20, uh, that's, that's I'm looking to bust out coming up this year, last year. I think his first year league, he didn't start at the beginning of the season. I think they're big, uh, Chicago Fire would basically a lot about him, uh, his promise coming in there. And with this signing here, why not? Chicago Fire can only go up. I mean, signings like this can only help them. Absolutely. Um, when you're at the bottom, <laughs> not a whole lot is going to uh, pull yeah. you either way there. We are going to talk about NYCFC just a touch because um, they, they made a little splash today, but they're in big trouble um, as so far in this transfer window. They have uh, lost Herber and Maxi Morales along with a few other players, but just those two players alone, 28 goals and eight assists if you add Castellano in there um they did bring in matthias pellegrini from inter miami if you remember he was the odd man out when inter miami had too many dps he was a youth dp and he got dropped um spent some time i believe it was in argentina so you have one player in um there, there's a lot of weight going to be on uh, talismano this upcoming season but my my question here is really what is nycfc doing what is the plan if you remember correctly valentin castellanos um and all those deals happened very very late into the season like the second or third week of the season right before they brought those guys in. Something's got to be going on here in NYCFC, and I do want to uh, touch on them because they lost a lot. I know. They're, they're linked today. I read with uh, another South American uh, forward. I forgot his name off the, off the top of my head. I just saw a link there. But with NYCFC, they can make signings in bunches because of the money, Man City, and the, they got oil money, so I'm not really worried. But they have lost a lot going back to the championship season. I mean, that's that's a little concerning. Uh, mm -hmm. My understanding, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Johnson is on the way out. He could be going to Toronto is the rumor. Uh, that's another. If he leaves, that's that's. You know, uh, MLS Cup winning in the U.S. Men's National Team, say what you want, but he was on the U.S. Men's National Team type goalie. I mean, that, that's a big loss, too. Maxi Morales, I always told you, was the engine that runs that, that team in the middle. I know he was getting old. He wanted to retire back home. You can't blame him, but that's a big loss, too. And goal, goal scoring up front, you lost your two big – Aber, you traded to Seattle for allocation money. Castellanos, you sold to uh, – you wanted to go to Europe. You sent him to Girona in Spain. Uh, uh, I think Acevedo got loaned out to uh, Brazil or something like that, if I'm yeah. mistaken. I mean, I, they're, you know, they're linked with, I got to look this up. I know they're linked with the, uh, I forgot that's, who that's it was. turnover right there. And, and you know, yeah. if, if they're getting someone new, we're going to talk about it for sure. Maybe we'll even bring on a, 
Sweezy from MLS Aces here to kind of talk a little bit of uh, NYCFC when we do our team previews, but just a very interesting situation going on there. Talking about big losses, I also earmarked Orlando because they lost both fullbacks, Jao Montino to Spezia and Ruan to DC United. So they, they had a lot of speed on the outside of their defense there. That is all gone. Um, they did draft a defender um, from Syracuse. I'm not really too worried about that. They also uh, got Luca Petrazzo from Toronto, a player who was highly touted, but not really worth much. I think it was only, uh, he's only making a couple, you know, like league, nearly the league minimum. Um, they bought Felipe Martins and uh, Nico Gioacchini, the U.S. men's national team hopeful. Um, and, you know, Orlando, again, like I said, they, they lost a lot on the outside to name, name players. Um, Juan being one of the fastest players in Major League Soccer. John Montino out left back. Um, this Orlando team is going to be a new look this season, and I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried for what they're putting on the field. Again, you know, January just started. Transfer window is open. Uh, yes, you should be concerned if you're losing uh, both fullbacks. Uh, left and right sided, uh, that that's a problem. I, I I would think you want to address that right away, and I don't know if you want to go through the draft or you want to. Go through, I would think you want to go a, a more of a veteran type route. Uh, remember, you won the U.S. Open Cup last year. Uh, you're a playoff type contending team year in year out. Mostly, yeah. uh, I would think you want to stay that way. And again, quietly, Orlando. I mean, I haven't really heard much about a, a bigger name signing. Usually, they're linked to a bigger name here and there. They sold Andre Perea and replaced it with Felipe Martin. That's like another a, net negative. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't. That doesn't do it for me. And I'm not an Orlando fan. So I can just imagine what they're thinking. Again, it's early. I'm sure they're not done. They're always linked. They always sign somebody. You know, you know here. You know, they, they're always linked with somebody. So I, I I'm not. Re, I, if I'm Orlando, City, I'm concerned now. But they're not done. I assume they're going to get something done before the transfer window ends. I know camp start. I think uh, end of this week or next week. Camp start. And marches around the corner, so we'll know certainly in the preseason games who they're playing on left and right back, whether how they need to address it. Absolutely, and they've gotten lucky recently with some good play out of some unexpected players. I know Erkan Kara was, you know, a, a speedy attacker that we we liked at, at burst last year. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Orlando can bring up in the last few weeks. But we're going to finish up today's episode talking about Austin FC. Um, signing a player from Ellsberg that is Leo Weissenin. Yeah, you could go with the Scandinavian names. I love what Bob does Scandinavian names. Hit it, Bob. <laughs> go, go, go. Try it again. One more time. Center back from Finland, played for Finland, Good Netherlands, type. and Sweden. 24-year-old should make an immediate impact, should be an immediate starter. Um, lots of hype from Percourt on social media about this player, um, yes. which I was a little surprised to see. I know Percourt... Um, the owner of Austin FC posted like a hype video saying, we got a new guy. He's coming announcement soon. And then they announced the new center back. Um, not necessarily what you think of when you think of like a big name move, but pair it with their other uh, work from this offseason. Jossi Zardes is on his way in. Not like they need another uh, attacker. Um, Emiliano Ragoni, a player for over three and a half million uh, right winger from last season. So um, Austin FC is going to be kind of a new look. And the thing that I'm going to say, Alex, I don't think they needed a new look. They made a run at MLS Cup, and they're pretty close. I mean, you know, with that roster, pretty and pretty close. And uh, listen, this guy plays for the Finnish national team. Uh and I saw a picture. I think the signing with his club team. I th- it looked like he was playing. It looked like or, or finished next year. It looked like he was going against Mbappe on France. 
like, okay, so this guy is play, he's playing against Mbappe in a in European qualifier, Euro, you know, stuff like that, or a World Cup qualifier match. I go, so if that's kind of signing Austin's making, you know, this guy can, is a quality defender. You know, Finland may not run to the World Cup, but still, you're going to start for Finnish national team in Europe. I, I'll take you on my team anytime, any, you know, yeah. anytime, any day of the week. So why not? Austin last year, uh, if anything, you know, the scoring wasn't a problem. It was, uh, Maybe getting more. It was the defense. I mean, they lost. Now they lost their best center back, Gabrielson. I believe he's on his way out. Yes. yes. Um, that leaves like Cascante. So yeah, you need to shore that up a little bit. We know we had yes. Nick Lima at right back. I think Gallagher on the left back. So maybe like Diego Fagundo is, is going to take a step back, um, or you know, become more of a of a substitute on this team, which I could see. But I mean, they had they a great score. connection up top. Yeah, they had a great they connection could up score, top. Man, Austin was fun to watch because they could score again. Like I said, if anything, if they wanted me for the slip fight, I want to shore up the defense and the sounding like this. Vassainen and I, I, I killed. He's got a bunch of asterisks and <laughs> things above his A. I don't even know what that means, but obviously, you know, it, you know. Precourt may be jumping to go with the quality signing, but it's a great signing for the team to, you know, to solidify the team and make even a deeper run in MLS. I agree. Alex, we're going to be back next week, hopefully on a Tuesday or Thursday, but um, we're, we're going to see what our schedule is uh, coming up shortly. We do have to cover each and every of the now 29 Major League Soccer teams in our season preview. So look forward to that coming back. Alex, great to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back, uh, you people on Twitter, seriously. Uh, facts first. Stop pushing conspiracy theories. Like the one I saw, there's a uh, – uh, Burhalter has a quota. How many guys they got put in that team on the World Cup team? Come on, dude. But they Maybe. missed the big story. You know, yeah, it's like on, you can't man. see the forest through the trees. Okay, we're yeah. out of here, guys. Thank you for joining us, Society Sports. Adios. Yep.